Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Layout. Today we talk about how to capitalize your interfaces, Instagram stories, and the TV show that everyone's talking about, Stranger Things. Uh, this week's episode is sponsored by Mabex and Atomic.io. So let's get to the show. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that uh, rumor that the iPhone 7, is that what we're calling? I don't know. Yeah, I um, guess. It's going to have the dual lens thing. Yeah, I, I wonder what, what's going to happen with that. So what I read was that it would allow you to zoom in to your pictures and be better for low lights, which is already pretty great. Like, What do you mean? Those two in? things. Well, I, I don't zoom that much, but... Just better low light photography, like that would be huge. Yeah, but a zoom, like you only have digital zoom, which sucks. Always sucks. So, okay. So, apparently, since it's using two cameras, it's going to do some like crazy voodoo magic. Um, and it would allow you to uh, zoom, but without reducing the image quality. So, you basically have like the equivalent of like a, a physical zoom. Or optical zoom. I, I don't I mean, know optical. these terms. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. The combination of merged photos from the two camera sensors allows users to zoom while retaining more quality, the person added. so But it's only going to be for Weird. the plus phone, right? So you're going to go big? Go big or go home? Yeah. If only the bigger size has the that new old dual lens camera, yeah, I'm going to go big. Welcome go to Plus Club. Yes. Oh yeah, well, sorry, you're skipping pro. You're going. We have to straight. wait. I have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, I really don't want them to do that. Like they're they're they already kind of are doing that because of the the plus is the only one with the image stabilization yeah. thing on a camera. Um, which would be which really sucks. great for I mean, vlogs. <laughs> Just saying. I know. <laughs> now I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, I don't which, mind at uh, all because hey. the plus size is superior. That's just superior confirming size, that. Yes. Superior in every way. Um, I don't buy it still. I don't buy it. Um, so, but I don't know if I want... I kind of want to buy it because I'm like really overdue. So I still have a six. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm like, this is such a bad timing to buy a phone. Because like if, if I buy mm -hmm. one now... I will for sure buy one next year. So it's like because of the redesign. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there is no way redesign? I can hold <laughs> when there's a redesign. Um, so it's like oh, it's year, gonna be man. worth it. But I mean, so using uh, Instagram stories and like a bunch of stuff on my phone, like the the beta and stuff like that. I kind of really want a fast phone <laughs> and a longer battery life. So I feel like it, I probably am gonna buy it, <laughs> just buy the bullet. I'm just curious if they, if all the rumors are true, uh, industrial design wise, like it's gonna be very, very, very similar to the success. Yeah. The success plus right now. Yeah. Uh, so it's I just the antenna lines. They're gonna be changed. I wonder if they're gonna call it iPhone Seven because usually the S cycle naming cycle is. Is reserved for when they keep the same design but just tweak the internals. 
well, they are keeping the same design. Well, kind of, but yeah, let's face it. They are keeping it. But I wonder if they'll call it the iPhone 7 or the uh, iPhone 6 my, my guess, My guess was call it the iPhone 6 SE, right? Like you already have a, a like name for the third generation device. No, SE was like for special editions. Like, it, yeah, well, it's it has a connotation of it's an older, it's the lower tier phone. Uh, maybe. Yeah, the only thing against that is that they called it the iPhone SE. They didn't call it the iPhone 5SE. So I feel like, yeah, maybe they can't call it that. Mm. But I feel like maybe the iPhone no, 7 can't. is also sort of dumb. Like it's not a real no. seven, right? Like it's not a radical change. By your own standards. It just doesn't follow the pattern. Yeah, I'm conflicted, but I could like I can sell myself on it pretty easily. Well, I will definitely buy it. Uh now that my phone is also my vlogging camera. Which by the way, follow up. Follow up. Follow up. Uh a lot of I don't know when I mentioned this. It was not the latest show, right? It was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, really? Oh yeah, it was two episodes ago. Wow, time flies. Anyways, keep two keep ep- going. <laughs> two episodes ago, I mentioned that I was really into vlogging. Is this new thing that it's very old? <laughs> new, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thing, phenomenon on YouTube. And and I mentioned how into it I was and how I would like to dip my toes in video and trying it out. And I did. So I started a vlog. It's not, I don't want to call it a daily vlog. I'm still like seeing what works. I'm definitely not going to commit myself to do it daily. But so far I've posted four episodes. Can you call it episodes? I don't know. It's like from four to 10 minute videos. Uh, of my day in some relevant topics of the day. I don't know. Uh, I've been doing it so far and I've been really enjoying it. It turns out it takes a lot of your time <laughs> to do this. But I, I've i been enjoying it a lot. So I promise you, playout listeners, that I was going to do it. And I did it. So you can, if you haven't seen it, you can check in the show, in the show notes. I'm going to put a link to one of my videos. And you can take a look and decide, hey, if this is something that I want to follow, hit the subscribe button, because that's what the YouTube kids uh, ask you to do. <laughs> and if you don't enjoy it, uh, don't watch <laughs> it. And if you want to tell me why, I'd like to know. Uh, trust me, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay. If, if you don't like it, just, <laughs> just write it on a piece of paper, put it in the trash. <laughs> The entire world would be better off for it. So, uh, I am a subscriber. They're really great videos. Thank you. Honestly, way better than I would have expected out of like what is called a like a vlog. Like usually, you see vlogs that are like this like crappy, like shaky cam that is just like not edited at all. It's just like boring stuff. Uh, but yours are really good. They're like super well edited, really nice music every time. Uh, and you show a lot of interesting stuff. So yeah, highly recommend it. Thanks, mate. Um, to be honest, like if you watch Casey Neistat or some other YouTubers, like they really raise the standards of vlogging. 
um, and that's a positive thing. Like it forced everyone else in the game like to up their game and <laughs> get up to speed because now this is what the cool kids are doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I put a lot of effort into it. Uh, it takes a lot of time to edit these little short videos, but as I mentioned, I think I mentioned this uh, on when I talked about that, or if not, on the first episode, I kind of explained why I'm doing this. Um, just the fact that I feel this need or pressure, it's not a real pressure, but this sense of need to, hey, I have to record something, I have to shoot something, I have to talk about something. It forces me to leave the house and look for something to happen, if that even makes sense. Yeah. And, like, for example, usually I spend my weekends because I'm super tired, and so I, me and my girlfriend, we take advantage of the weekends to stay home and watch movies and just like <laughs> relax. And now because I want to shoot something for the vlog, like that's not an interesting vlog. Just, Hey, this is me watching a movie. So, you know, we force ourselves to let's go to the beach. Let's take a walk up the hill and take some, shoot some video or something. Like it forces us to look for something interesting, interesting and like live it. So that's, that's been really positive. Like, uh, I've missed two days, uh, uh, Saturday and today actually, in where like I I didn't post anything because I couldn't find a narrative. Like I don't want to post a daily vlog just for the sake of posting it daily. Like that's not adding anything, right? And I feel like like if you do, let's say like you do two videos a week and both of the videos are like a nine out of ten, they're really good. People who watch those are gonna say, all right, this channel has to 9 out of 10 videos, I'm going to subscribe. If you post it daily and one is 9 out of 10, but maybe other one is like 4 out of 10, people who watch those 4 out of 10, they're like, okay, so this is not good quality. So it's like the average of quality, I want to keep it as high as I can. So I'm not going to post something for the sake of posting it. Um, so I've missed yeah, already two there's, days. I still record. There's a like cool parallel there to do with portfolios. Like a lot of designers feel like, yeah. oh, I need to show as much work as possible because more work is better, right? Like people are just going to ignore the stuff that is very old and like not as good as the, the better stuff. But no, Pe like people do the average. Yeah. <laughs> so if you put crappy work and really good work, people are going to say like, well, half of the time this person does kind of crappy work and half of the time they do good work. But I'm not sure if I'm willing to take the risk. So, uh, yeah, definitely a good move. Like, wait till you have really good quality stuff to put out. Yeah, no, that's a good topic for one of the episodes. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about that. Uh, but, yeah, so even when I don't post the, the videos, I'm still recording. Like, today I recorded a very cool time. This city is very photogenic. Like, I have that going on for me. Uh, so I just record a lot, a lot. But at the end of the day, I think, so is there a, nav a narrative? Is there a story that I can tell here? If not, like, all right, I have my morning. Like, I can sleep two hours more <laughs> tomorrow because <laughs> I don't have to edit this. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it's been all around a positive experience for me. Uh, and if, you, if you'd like to check it out, uh, I would love you to do it. Thank you. Cool. That's for follow-up. Follow-up is done. All right, so our first sponsor today is Mobex, the Mobile UX Summit in Berlin. Now, this is not a developer conference. It's a conference for interaction designers and product people. It's an affordable one-day, a single-track conference with fantastic speakers and also me. I'm going to give a talk there. 
and I couldn't be more excited. This sounds like a lot of fun in this beautiful city. It's going to be my first time over there, so I'm pretty excited. So once again, it's going to take place in Berlin, Germany, September 9th. Mark your calendars. And if you'd like to join me there, just go to mobxcon.com. Uh, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Just go there, uh, buy your ticket, and on, at checkout, if you use the promo code LAYOUT, that's LAYOUT, uh, you're going to get a 60 euro discount. That's pretty awesome. So, so thanks so much from Avex. Uh, for sponsoring this show and hopefully i will see you all there all right so in our list of topics for today the first thing we have here so this is a an article titled making a case for letter case huh huh see that pun uh it's a little thing <laughs> they it's it's talking about basically uh capitalization in ui is that fair Uh, it's mostly yeah. focused on UI elements. Yeah. And like the, the big players uh, in this, this game is iOS and Android because they, they're using different, uh, using different ways to capitalize words. So Apple is using the title case, which is like every word in the sentence is capitalized. Not every. Um, and Android... <laughs> All right, most. Well, okay. So you can you can make some you can make some exceptions for uh, what's it called like the A and D and stuff like that. Yeah. What's the name of that? I don't know. I'm I'm French, so I don't know. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Kevin is French. Well, I speak French. <laughs> Android uses sentence case, uh, which just you know capitalizes the first word in a sentence. Yeah. And so I don't have much to say about this article. I just I just thought it was really interesting to talk about this. Like it's something that I haven't seen anywhere else, right? Uh all right. <laughs> um so can you guess how uh which casing we're we're using for the Shopify products? I'm going to say sentence case. Hey, bingo. Sentence case. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so obviously it'll uh, be a giveaway that I much prefer sentence case because it's it's just so much simpler, right? Like having to deal with like which words you capitalize, which words do you not is like so confusing. And it's also like not that fun to read. Um, so I hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm biased there. Like if you look at the comparison between iOS, the weather alert, it's like there's so much going mm. on that if yeah, everything was lowercase, case, which, like it's, which, it's a good example. Yeah. They, they basically have a sentence. Like in those screenshots, iOS looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, But for example, so, like I, I, I think title case, it's perfect for very short. Yeah. If you have text. like two words, so, then it's great. Like yeah, like inside of a button, right? Um, Or a they link. do have some examples here in this article. <laughs> By the way, the the article is going to be linked in the show notes. So just if you haven't read it, just give it a read. It's it's pretty short. Uh, but one of the examples is like on a button, like play song, upload photo, uh, stuff like that. Like on a button, we're talking about two, one, like from one to four words. I don't know. Uh, very short blocks of text. I think it looks it looks better visually. Um, They say it has more symmetry, which 
it is true um so i like in those use cases i think it looks better it, it all comes down to that right uh, yeah. another one of the another uh thing that title case has going on for it is that they call it more visual prominence which basically if you have like imagine two blocks of tech uh, same font same color same weight if one of them is um uh, title case is going to have like a more prominence on on the screen right uh, i just feel like, like that's a, a kind of a dumb example to use because when are you ever going to do that like you're never setting the, your title on the same font and same weight same everything as the body like it's always going to be different right like mm. i don't know i'm just saying like it has it has some power it has some uh, attributes to it, it whether does. you want to use it or not that's up to you but but yeah, yeah, I I feel like in in UIs it, it's probably just like simpler and better to use sentence case. But if you're doing anything that's like more marketing or more like you're just writing a book, let's say, then having it be um, like title case makes more sense. I agree with you, but <laughs> I think as a title, I mean, this is called title case. As a title of something, it should always be title case. For example. The title of this episode's title. <laughs> the title of this episode is going to be title case. That's how we do it, right? Yeah, I I actually have a uh, Ruby script that automates that for me because I never know you, which words are capitalized. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, <laughs> I thought it was funny too that they didn't mention uh, in the article uh, the all uppercase uh, buttons. From Android, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're like shouting <laughs> at you. Disagree, agree. Um, so that's another way to do it. Uppercase all your texts uh, and your apps, folks. I actually like uppercase on buttons. Ah, hmm. uh, I like them for very specific things, but not buttons. Anyways, <laughs> I like it. it. It makes it like sturdy, symmetrical. Usually, like it's. I don't know. It really depends on, on the, the visual style you're going for. But yeah. yeah. So going back, I think you should always use title case for titles, like a title of this podcast, like the title of a song, like the title of my YouTube videos. Like for that, I think it just looks more legit, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about people on Twitter who don't capitalize anything? No. <laughs> These people are the worst. They don't deserve it. But like, yeah, don't do it. Uh, usually, it's smart people, right? Like, not not to throw anyone under the bus, but like, <laughs> um, Dustin uh, at Dustin on Twitter, he uh-huh. never uppercases anything. I just don't get it. I think that's just how much you care. Like, it's just like how much uh, do you care about this, like this tweet, this message. Like, for example, all of my text messages. Like, okay, I don't want to say all, but I was in 95% of my text messages. I always, of course, capitalize it. Yeah. And I end it with a period. Like the, Oh, really? Because I care. You're one, but one of those people? Most, okay, I was going to check. I'm, so I'm scrolling back through. Yes, you do this. Holy crap. Yeah. Never noticed. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, because I do care, man. Okay, <laughs> here's my crazy way of doing it. So never put a period on the last sentence. You put it between sentences, but not on the last one. 
why why not why not you are finishing because it's rude then finish it close it the no the way you finish a sentence is with an emoji (laughs) nothing else (laughs) that's also true actually the emoji like is a is a is a source of frustration for me sometimes i don't know if i should like replace like a period with an emoji sometimes i do that because it it looks weird like and if i do want to end it with a period do i put the emoji after the period or before like Man, you don't know how much time I spend just thinking about this. Like how, like yeah. emoji. When the emoji comes no at the end, then it's easy. Teach me emoji in school. When it's in the middle, that's where it gets kind of. Eh. <laughs> um. What do you mean it's easy? So, assuming that I end my sentences in my text with a period, would you put the emoji after the period? Uh, I'd probably put it after. Yeah, but then it looks like it's part of the I second sentence. I can't write like sentence emoji period. That just looks off. I can't do it. So when I do it, I do like I write a period based emoji. Period space. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we should uh, probably move Actually, on. Actually, just before we go, I, I, when I still, when I was back in college, I conducted this uh, social experiment, kind of, which was. <laughs> Well, before like emoji were a big thing on iOS and Android, um, you did write the emoji like how do you call it like the character emoji, like oh, colon, yeah, yeah. open parentheses like yeah. the small thing, right? So mean. we we just we we wrote an emoji like that. So while I was in college, I decided like this is too silly for me. That's when I started doing the. Uh, oh man, can you hear this? No. Oh, what's that? So my watch. My watch is vibrating because it's time for bed. <laughs> oh, and it doesn't stop. It, it won't stop. Yeah, I, I have mm-hmm. the same thing. You have to start it off. Going to bed now. Oh, man. It, can't, it won't stop. No, just, yeah, you have to reboot it. <laughs> I have the same thing. Oh, my it's God. so annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it's I should rebooting. probably just turn it off in, in settings. But Anyway, going back. Um, that's when I started, uh, you know, ending my text with a period and all that. And it was like, you know what? These emoji, they do look silly. They do look immature in a way. So I tried, okay, I'm going to try this. For a whole month, I will never write a single emoji. Like, and this is text. This is emails. This is Facebook Messenger. Everywhere. I'm not going to type emoji because that looks silly. And the experiment failed because <laughs> you have no idea the backlash how misinterpreted I was oh, every wow. single time. <laughs> like, oh, that's I mean, awesome. every single time. Like, hey, what's up? Uh, you all right? And I'm like, yes, period. <laughs> like, hey, is no, everything all no right? No exclamation marks? Like, yes, period. That, like, you're going to lose all your friends, marks, man, if you do that. <laughs> I did. I did lose all my friends. <laughs> so that was like, man, that was a terrible experiment. Like, Emoji is such a part of our communication and our culture that if you try to be rogue and I'm not going to use any emoji, any emoji, any type of emoji, people just won't understand the meaning out of things. Like, hey, are are you mad? Is everything all right? Yes, I, I promise. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like, there's a lot of people who are like, I think maybe less now, but. There were a lot of people who were emoji snobs 
and like, oh, I'm better than this. I don't need to use emojis. But I mean, the reason why it caught on so much is that it can convey so much more than words. More than words. And like, <laughs> words plus an emoji like conveys exactly the same like body language that you'd have when you're having a conversation with someone. So I think it makes sense. Like it's just a natural yeah. part of evolution. Do you think there's going to be like an extension of our language? Yeah. In an and official way It just way dooms sometime? anything that is written on paper <laughs> by hand. <laughs> it's like you're not going to start drawing emojis. What is that? What do you mean paper? What do you mean yeah. by hand? There you go. Uh, I mean paper? Dropbox paper. Um, Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I just sent you a link. Uh, let me know what you think of this. All right. Oh, this is the album? Yeah, look at the song titles. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so context for people who are listening to this. The title of the song, this is a music, an album, and the title is, like, has random letters capitalized. <laughs> so, for example, song number three, title it, it's you, and the... <laughs> The I is lowercase, the T is uppercase, and just random things. I used to do this when I was like in fifth grade, uh, and I thought it was so cool. And it's one of those cringe-worthy <laughs> moments when I like, look back at uh, text emails where I used to write like this. Like, why oh, would no, you do don't, this? Don't do it. I don't. It's a full album like this. Like, if it's just like randomly capitalized, uh, it's the it's the worst. But hey. <laughs> the guy was in one direction, so what can you expect? <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, next list, next item on our topic list is Instagram stories. Before you say anything, listeners of this show know that I don't do Snapchat. That, that's okay, folks. He's going to discover it. it three years from now and be like, oh, there's this new thing I want to understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll be like, yep. <laughs> oh my god! So go on. Anyway, I don't. I never. I never got Snapchat. But Yet. when I heard that Instagram basically copied Snapchat, like pixel per pixel, and wrap it in this package called Instagram Stories, I was like, you know what? This is a good opportunity for me to give it another shot, another uh, <laughs> shot at this Snapchat thing. And I do have already a bunch of followers on Instagram. So, like, it's not starting from scratch. Because Insta- um, Snapchat was starting from scratch. Like, I created an account. I followed no one. I couldn't even, like, look for people who I follow on Twitter or anything. So, it was, like, it was very hard for me to get into it because it was so late. In Instagram stories, I thought, this is a great, is a great opportunity for me to give it another shot and try to understand it. And let's give it a shot. Turns out it's not available in my country. I no. I don't have it. I don't have it. What? But I really want to do use it. So when I do have it, you can, you can expect some posts from me. And, well, at least for like a couple of days for me to try it out. Because, yeah, it just so went to your profile. Mind, I was like, mind that I don't no have story. It. What is going no, on? I don't have a story to tell. Man. All right. Tell me about this and how different it is from Snapchat. All right. Um, so I was, I'm conflicted about this. Um, cause when it first came out, I was like, oh God, there you go. Facebook's third attempt at trying to make Snapchat. I was like, oh, <laughs> they're probably going to fail again. Uh, so 
But then I, I started using it and I started noticing subtle differences into the way that it's implemented that to me add up to make a big difference. Um, so the way it works, uh, if you're like Rafa and you don't have it, um, on your main screen at the top, you see uh, round avatars with all the stories of the people you're following. And since I'm already following like, I don't know, two, 300 people on, on Instagram, I have tons of stories. Damn. <laughs> um, so, which means that basically every single time I open the app, there's always like six, seven stories. Uh, they're there waiting for me. Uh, and usually I, cause I follow a lot of photo photographers or um, lettering artists and stuff like that. Um, and they post great content, right? Like there's photographers that are in Iceland, like doing this trip and like taking this, these great pictures uh, and are posting that to their story, which is awesome to see. Uh, or I have like lettering artists who like show you their process and stuff like that. Or um, my friend Vern, who works at Shopify, he's like an amazing photographer and he basically is showing people how he edits his photos, um, which is super cool. Um, so that's the kind of how you get into that feature. Um, once you tap through the, the stories, uh, there's a couple of great things. Um, so you can tap like left or right to go back and forth uh, between the stories. So you, it's not like Snapchat where you can only watch one story. Uh, and then once you watch it, it's gone. Um, you can always go back, pause it, uh, and like see it again. Um, the only, the only catch there is that it's going to be gone in after 24 hours. Um, and so when you're, you're posting yourself a story, um, it's, it's a lot simpler than Snapchat. So basically, instead of uh, having to pick how long do you want the, your, your image to stay on screen, something that I never knew, like what, what's the right time to have your image be visible on screen? Like that just seemed like such a random thing to have to input in like every snaps that I, that I took. Um, and like Snapchat, uh, Instagram just made a decision i have no idea how how long it is but it's a perfect amount of time um and then you have these different tools that you can use there's like a glow thing that you can use to draw on, on images which is really cool uh and yeah um i don't know to me it's just like a lot simpler and a lot of people i follow on twitter and instagram are all using it um, and so if you compare like stuff that I would post to my story on Snapchat, I would get maybe, uh, I don't know, like 10, 15 people who would see it versus, uh, Instagram is probably like 80, 90 people, uh, who see it. Um, so a lot more people, and then you can have conversations with folks in like this Instagram's like messaging thing. Uh, I have a couple questions. Sure. Question number one, you can do video, right? So you can, but not on the iOS 10 beta. <laughs> so every time I try to shoot a video, the phone crashes. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Second question, 
does it have all those crazy filters that Snapchat does? It doesn't have the selfie filters, uh, but it does have like standard Instagram filters. Uh, and they even ha- added yeah, one extra I mean one, which is... crazy filters that kids are crazy. Like you open your mouth and... Yeah, no, they don't have that. No, they don't have that yet. Okay. Um, so I like it already. <laughs> <laughs> the selfie filters are great. Uh, third um, question. Yeah. What's the moral of... I don't know how to phrase this question. It's like... Facebook slash Instagram blatantly copied the whole another whole product and put it inside their own product, and they had like no repercussions. And people like, sure, a bunch of new media uh, posts from you know newspapers and websites. They did called out like, "Hey, Facebook just copied a Snapchat and all," but there's no repercussion in. Even though, like, for me as a user, that's great. I kind of want to use this now, and I didn't want to use Snapchat or whatever. Um, or even if I did use Snapchat, like, okay, now I have the same thing here where I do have a lot of more followers, and it's just, like, I, I was already using Instagram, so it's, I don't have to use another app and all that. Like, where is the repercussion? Can, can Facebook just do this anytime <laughs> to anyone? Like, just copy their product? Like, I don't know, man. I it's weird that they can do this without any repercussion. Like, there are no consequences. Weird. Yeah. Um, so we get into that conversation. I had that, that in the notes of basically or the originality aspect, right? Like, is there value in something being purely original versus, um, like, stealing it from someone? like that because that's that's what they did uh and i i guess um what's the quote like good uh, um great artists steal so um good artists copy great artists steal there you go um so i guess like good good artists copy and great artists steal but um there's there's something to be said for like not only creating something new for the sake of being new, but you want to create something that's better, right? Like that's, that's kind of one of my mantras of like, okay, our goal isn't to make something that's, that just looks different. Um, we tr- like, if there's the right pattern and the right way to do this somewhere, and that's the, the best version to do, then let's not create something that is different just for the sake of being different. Let's like be okay with using existing patterns that are already there um, if they're right for your use case. Um, so to me, like, is that a big deal that uh, um, Instagram stole like Snapchat's idea? Um, I don't think it is um, because I... I I feel like that I see what, idea, I see like I'm, from. I'm against like copyright laws for, uh, or like patents, uh, for software products. Um, and I, f- I feel like if you're coming up with the idea, you should already be rewarded for that. Um, and the way you're rewarded for that is you get that initial traction, right? So like Snapchat was first to the market with this story. Uh, product and got tons and tons of people using it and that was their reward for being first now instagram can try it 
um, and there then there's the battle are the initial people that uh, joined Snapchat for their like initial stories and like the the initial concept are gonna stick there or are they gonna move to Instagram and now like that's just a question of which one is better and which one has the most compelling content. Um, so to me, I think it's fine and it's probably gonna force both of them to create better stuff. Like more competition is always good. Um, so yeah, I think it's fine. What do you think? I don't know, man. I think the, the unbalance here is that like there are certainly a ton, like dozens of hundreds of Snapchat clones that you never heard of because it never got anywhere because yeah. they're copying Snapchat and whatever, right? Uh, but then Facebook can come and say, I'm going to copy exactly what you did because we, are, we have all of these users, we have all of these, these channels to promote it and to push it. Uh, we will win. And it, usually they do win. And even like, we can say that Snapchat is pretty big. Um, it is, but it's not as close as big as Facebook because if Snapchat came out and released an exact clone of Instagram, it, would, it wouldn't go anywhere. Like People wouldn't care. Like They do have Instagram already, right? But it's this imbalance that Facebook is so big, so powerful, that they can get, a, get away with this. And I don't know. Like For me, I don't care. I don't give a crap. Like, uh, it's actually even better for me because, again, I'm repeating myself. Like, uh, I would like to use this with Instagram. Um, but if I were Snapchat, I would be pissed and this could be potentially like fatal for the company. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, this is kind of like a rhetorical question. There are no answers here. I'm not expecting you to say, oh, well, the answer is this. But so, like, so know, our, this unbalance that it, it, it fascinates me. Okay. So, what, how would you like prevent people from stealing ideas like this? Because I, I feel like there's no way that like you can have that argument and say, then like I'm I'm also against patents, right? Like that's the only way to prevent right. this from happening. No, I know, I know. It's it's a it's a hard thing to to think of. And like if someone had the answer, I think this would be solved. Like we don't know yet. We don't. And with software, like it's so easy to copy. I don't know. It, it, again, it just boggles my mind how this. All right, uh, now that we're on this down note, <laughs> do you have anything else on Instagram stories you want to move on? Um, well, I just want to say that it's to, and like there, there were people criticizing the designers um, at Instagram who made this um, because they were saying, oh, well, like this isn't really original, like maybe like, in general, like we in as an industry, we don't like people who copy other people's work. Uh, and I, to be fair, I think the idea of this might have been a copy, but the execution certainly wasn't. I think there's generally been like some like really great product design work uh, that went into this. Uh, and you can see it when you're using it. You can feel that level of care uh, about every single detail. Um, and I think that's, to me, that's what matters. It's ultimately, like, let's forget about who had the idea first because ideas mean nothing. Let's figure out, like, what's the best experience and what's the app that I want to use more. 
Uh, and right now, I have to say that it's probably Instagram stories. All right, so before we get to the last topic, I want to tell you about Atomic.io. Atomic is this really awesome tool for designers, lives right in the browser, uh, and it allows you to create mockups, prototypes, and share them with the rest of your team. Uh, you can even share it with clients or everyone on Twitter, really. Like, I actually recommend that. The way it works is, is pretty simple. Once you have your prototype, uh, you can invite your team, they can join your projects. You all have access to the same designs. Uh, they're working on this really cool components feature uh, that's gonna make working with teams super easy. You can edit the same design simultaneously, uh, which is super neat. And you always have access to the latest live updates. The sharing feature lets you share to get some feedback. Uh, and the way it works is super simple. Simply share a link uh, to your PM or your CEO, and you receive feedback immediately, uh, which is awesome. Uh, we talked about how important getting feedback on your work is. I think that's the key to getting better as a designer, and Atomic really helps you do that. Um, so if you want to give it a spin, uh, and you really should, go to atomic.io slash layoutfm. Uh, and there you can start your 30-day free trial, no credit card required. Since they're super nice, uh, they offered for Layout FM listeners only um, that if you tweet at them and mention the show, they will give you 30 extra days. Uh, so this way you'll have longer to be able to play with it and kind of sell your, your company on Atomic. Uh, so you really have nothing to lose. Uh, and it's a great tool for teams. Uh, my thanks to Atomic.io for sponsoring the show. I don't know how hard it is to do in editing, but it'd be great to have, um, instead of doing a spoiler horn, do the um, Stranger Things intro music. Steven? Steven, add the, the intro music theme song. Thank you. When a young boy disappears, his mother, a police chief, and his friends must confront terrifying forces in order to get him back. That's it. <laughs> it's right now rated at 9.1 on IMDb, which is, I, I guess it puts him in the top shows ever <laughs> immediately. Uh, I think like Game of Thrones is up, maybe. Um, What's Game of, uh, House of Cards? House of Cards there, maybe. Like probably the has wire. to be up there. I don't know. Anyway, this is a great TV show. When it came out, when did it come out? Like a couple of weeks, th three weeks ago, maybe. I don't Something remember. Something like that. Yeah. Like immediately after coming out on Netflix, um, my whole Twitter feed went crazy bananas for this. Uh, I binge watched this in two nights, so it's a pretty short show. It has eight episodes. I think it's around an hour long each episode. Um, so I watched in two sittings. I went bananas with this great show, and I, I came in like I knew nothing about this show. I even had I even hadn't seen the the trailer. Like I knew nothing. Yeah, me either. And I just tweet same people like people saying that it was great. And when I got in, like the first shot is this like scientist 
in the like the scientist in the elevator, right? Yeah, I love that I scene. Like, oh my god, this is sci-fi, and like the the scene looked a lot like Alien. Like the there was this monster we we knew nothing about. We couldn't see the monster. We just knew there was a monster somewhere because this guy was running away from it. It's like, all right, this is sci-fi. F yeah, sci-fi. I love sci-fi. <laughs> like five minutes later, I saw this is a whole like this is the story takes place in the eighties. And it's not like a modern movie that takes place in the eighties. Like, no, they they really embrace the eighties styles. So all of the soundtrack is like those eighties synths and uh like the whole mood, kinda like the editing even. And it's like all eighties, but with a modern twist. Like it's made today. It was like F yeah, sci fi and eighties. And there was this kind of like horror vibe going into it. Like, even though it's not, it's not a horror show, but no, it's, it's just scary it's at times. It's, yeah. And it's a in a way, I, sci-fi I, 80s show. in a way, I felt like it was maybe even scarier than uh, a lot of horror movies, uh, not because of anything that they really like specifically did in the show to make you scared, but just because you cared so much about the characters that you're like, holy crap, like, no, <laughs> like you were scared for them because you, you were so mm-hmm. invested in the story versus like a random horror movie. Like, uh, who cares? Right. Like they all get killed anyways. So sh- yeah. I, I feel like at, at this point we should say that, um, if you haven't seen all of Stranger Things, you should probably stop listening because uh, we're mm-hmm. going to spoil it. Um, so spoiler, insert spoiler music here. What's the, what's the spoiler music? So, all right. Um, I think there are like two different uh, things I kind of want to talk to you about uh, regarding the show. One is like the show itself, the plot, the characters, the actors, the acting, that part of it. And the second part is like the style, the music, the the visual effects, the the title uh, art and all, right? So which one do you want to tackle first? Maybe, like, uh, I can ju- okay. I'll, I'll start. All right. <laughs> I'll start with the with the plot and the basic like characters. I was blown away again. This is a Netflix show. Um, it's not that Netflix shows are bad. Usually, like, they're not. They're awesome. Again, House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. And I, I, most of my favorite shows nowadays are from Netflix. But usually Netflix shows, they don't have a big of a budget as, let's say, like an HBO show, right? So I was blown away by the acting of every single actor in this show. Like there was not one character, like one side third character that I thought did a bad job, like a bad acting Everyone was top notch, especially all of the kids. Yeah, um, maybe some of the parents amazing. were like a bit cringeworthy sometimes. Uh, except uh, when I But I feel writer. like it's for the character. I feel it's for the character. This is, this is like cliche housewife. You're talking about the uh, mom of what's the name of the, the boy? Uh, Dustin? No, Dustin is the, the guy with a hat. Who you're looking Mike. for? Yeah. What? So he was the main character of this. You think so? That that's another thing. Like I don't think there's a main character. I feel like he's. If I would have to pick one, I would say characters. Eleven. He's the he's the leader. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I got that. Like yeah. to to me, he's the main character. 
but yeah so maybe if you had to say like any one of them like the parents were a bit less interesting um but i think in a way it's it's kind of part of the story too because if you look at the story it's it's really about the the kids perspective right and for them mm. the parents like who cares like when they're down in the basement we have they have no idea what's going on with the parents and they're kind of like these latchkey kids who like do their own things and the parents sometimes appear but um they also don't like aren't that involved into what their their kids are doing which is like very yeah, like the parents are represented by parents by the kids point of view like yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the parents they have no idea what's going on they don't understand them there was this once when the bad guys came in to get the kids like the parents cooperated with them because you know these are <laughs> like officials from police officers or something like, yeah so <laughs> it's that cliche when you're like when you're 10 you have your own problems and basically your parents they don't get you they don't understand um and that's kind of how they were like represented in this show like yeah. the parents they don't know what's going on they have no idea what's going on they don't understand the kids like the kids are running away and just like doing their own thing and the parents have no idea and usually they are like a block to them like they are something they would have to deal with and kind of overcome in order to do what they need to do which is like saving the world <laughs> uh, <laughs> And it's funny, like, it's not usually shows or movies in where kids are trying to save the world, like kids are the main characters. Usually it's like, it's like a kid's show in a way, right? I think maybe the only exception to that is maybe E.T., at least the one I can think of. Like E.T., the kid, uh, what is his name, Elliot, he's, he's the main character and he's the hero. He's, you know, he's the, 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 the character that we follow in the movie and he's a kid, but... I think that that's maybe the only exception I can think of. And yeah. This and show, it's not like the kids, they are the, the driving force of this. Um, I think it ties into the whole nostalgia theme in, in the show where like you, the main characters are kids, but it's clearly an adult series. <laughs> and so like it's the like target market for this is people who were the age of the kids in the eighties. Right? which is exactly. perfect because like, they can that, relate to you can relate with them so much because it's exactly how you were um when you were their age um which is i i think like a pretty great move uh for them to do talking about the characters um i thought that 11 was such an interesting character and like one that we haven't seen in a lot of movies like it's not a usual thing right like to me, she 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 felt different. Like from the moment that we saw her at first, you're like, "Whoa, where where is she coming from? Like, what what's going on here? Like, the the shaved head. Like, she doesn't like look like anything. She just appeared. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that's that's the whole point, right? It's a, she she is an outcast. She yeah, she hasn't been living in the society environment. Like that's it was like a pretty weird like character to just like appear there and immediately it like just draws you in like when she she doesn't know like basic things like just like what, what friendship is or like stuff like that it's like whoa what happened to this girl you know um 
And then a bit later on in the show. So one, one part of it that was interesting to me was how her like physical appearance matched how other around her perceived her a little bit. So at, at the beginning, she is like uh, this like shave, shaved head and she is uh, wearing that like hospital gown kind of thing. And it's just this, like, whoa, she's so out of place. Like, where is this? Like, she's, like, kind of odd and everything. And then once she once she comes in, in contact with the three boys, she starts to become a bit more normal. Uh, she gets friends. She uh, starts wearing the wig. She starts wearing uh, the dress and everything. And then a bit later down the road, like, when she uh, escapes from them, then she, like, kind of, like removes the wig and like is kind of a a mix between who she was in the beginning which was like very strange uh to like this kind of like hybrid um so it was interesting to see like the character evolution there that is an interesting point yeah it's a she's a very interesting character because of all of the mystery that's surrounding her like first time we see her it just looks like she escaped from somewhere she has this again hospital gown kind of thing shaved head um like all the other characters at the beginning they're not even sure if if she's a boy or a girl and like all of this mystery like the first time you see her you have a lot of questions that needs to be answered and then very very slowly throughout the whole show some of those questions are answered to you but very slowly like at the beginning i didn't even know if she could speak and then she said some words but does she only know some words or connection can she understand other people and then we see that she has some powers, but even the powers, they are revealed very, very slowly. Yeah. Like, she can, I think the first time we see her using her powers was to stop this fan at this restaurant. Like, okay, so she can get some type of telekinesis type of thing. Can she only, like, control metal or whatever? And then she controls people. And then, like, it's a very slow, gradual reveal of her character. And the truth is, at the end of the show, we still... We still know very little of of what can, what can she what, what she can do like the the extent of her yeah. power and, and uh, I feel like stuff. that's probably one of my main criticisms of the show that like there's no set rules on how everything works or at least like I wasn't able to understand like sort of how 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 things work so like for example like the the monster <laughs> like when does it appear and why and like what is it trying to do like is it like haunting 11 is it because when uh, nancy kind of and uh i don't remember who his name uh jonathan uh was like we're trying to like kill that that like monster um they thought oh maybe it's attracted to blood um but then like in other parts you see the monster and there's no blood anywhere um, so to me, it's just like unclear as to like, what are the rules that, um, like govern this that's, that's on new world. So I've read this, uh, interesting theory, which is, uh, so we do know that 11 is part of this program. What's it called? The, uh, MK ultra, which is a real thing actually in the eighties. This really, ha- this happened, which is this, uh, oh, really? research on, on children with special abilities, like telekinesis and this mind control thing. Um, this was real, by the way. So she's 11. That means that it's safe to assume there were other subjects before her. So 
this theory says that because like when when Eleven goes into this uh, this little um, water tank thing, where she goes into this, like this mine palace, <laughs> other reality thing, that's when she sees the monster for the first time, and the monster is not aware of her. Like she goes up to him mm. and touches him, and it's only when she touches touches the monster that the monster becomes aware. Um, and when she, so you think she brought him with her? She kind of opened the portal between these two worlds. Mm. But here's the interesting thing: when Eleven said, like, when she's talking to what was the name of the guy, like the bad guy, her dad, I guess. If you if you take a look back, like when she tells him, like she saw this monster, he's not surprised at all. He only says that right. we have to make contact again. Um, so the theory says that. A previous test subject, so maybe 10 or 9, before 11, she grew to this new stage of her powers, um, and she got trapped in this other, like, the upside down. So she or he is the monster, like, evolved into this monster, and they were, like, trying to make contact again. Um, hmm. That's kind of like the theory, which, which is, a beer, is, is, is a bit... It's a bit of a reach to go there, yeah. But I don't know. It got me thinking about all of these things, um, like all these nuances with the characters, like um, interacting with each other when when all this reveal was done. And well, just now that we're on plot, you want to talk about the ending? What do you think of it? Uh, so what about it? Like where where do you like mark the ending? The last episode? So or when? Basically, when Will is at the, was it like Thanksgiving or just having dinner or whatever? Oh, yeah. He yeah. goes to the bathroom. And for a moment, like reality sh- shifts between the, uh, between the upside down and the real world. And then he throws up this slug, <laughs> a little warm. Uh, and then he lied to his parents. Yeah, I don't know if I was a kid and I'd have been like, "Oh my god, I would freak out." Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wonder because we we don't know a lot of what happened before the beginning, but I wonder if like maybe that's not something that happened to him in the past, and people have been telling him like, "Oh, like he's just a weird kid," you know, and like, or he, they've been telling him like, "Oh, it's probably just nightmares," or. And that's why, like, now that it happens again, he doesn't want to tell anyone because they don't, they're not going to understand. Hmm. I don't know. That's kind of like one of my theories there of why you wouldn't say anything. So we do know this on the upside down. uh, What was the name of the the girl's friend that got Barb? Barb? That's right. So we know Barb. She got, she was caught by the monster. Before Will, because even though Will was trapped in the Upside Down before Barb, he was only caught by the monster like at the very end. Right. And then yeah. we see Barb in this little thing with that the slug on her mouth, and she's dead. Um, but we do see her with a slug on his mouth, uh, on her mouth. And then we also see Will with a slug in his mouth, but he's still he's still alive. So something is. Putting slugs, worms inside these people's bodies. So, if um, one of the obvious inspirations for this show is the movie Alien, yeah, and there are a lot of analogies between Alien and this that you can take. 
for example, we see, we do see the eggs that look a lot like aliens' eggs. And on Alien, we do have the Xenomorph, which sucks to your face and just injects a worm egg type of thing inside of you. And then it, like, it germinates inside of your body until it bursts out of your, <laughs> your stomach. And that's the alien. So I kind of think that that's how the monster reproduces something. So it's, in, it's putting these worms, it's, it's using basically human bodies as like an incubator for worms or new mm. monsters, whatever you want to call it. So I think it's safe to assume that, you know, one of those slugs that Will just threw up is like a monster, a baby monster. Have you seen <laughs> this, uh, this video that they show all the references to like 80s movies? Yes. Yes. So good. <laughs> it okay. like takes so many cues from so many movies, but in the most brilliant way. I thought it was just like great. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you make a movie that really feels like it's from the 80s? It's like you draw from other movies from that time. Um, and I think yeah. they did a great job at it. It's like it's a big homage to a, yeah. to a decade, but still being like 100% original. Like it's yeah, not yeah, like exactly. ripping off other movies and all. It's like a big homage to the era while still being. It's telling great, a great new story in, in an old way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I I was wondering what you thought of the ending, like, in general. How, how did you like the, la like the last part of the last episode? I felt good. I liked it. I mean, I like that they set up a season two, even though like, really? it wasn't confirmed or whatever. Of course. Uh, I, th I, I think hated it's like that. <laughs> they set it up in a way that there are a lot of unanswered questions. There are a lot of room to pursue in, in, a, in a supposedly season two. But if for some reason this show flops, it's a satisfying-ish end. Like it's not, I was not like mad. This is not lost. This is like, how do I lost the show? This is like, yeah, right. It ended. This is awesome. It's not. Anyway, you don't think it, so, it left a lot of windows open for and doors open to season two? It did, and that's why I didn't like. <laughs> um, so huh. to me, it was like, just make up your mind. Do you want it to be like a f closed story with like a clear beginning, middle, and end? Or do you want it to be like a continuous show that has like more and more uh, seasons it seemed like what they did was just like have this story that is told over these eight chapters and then at the very end they're like oh wait we're probably gonna make another season of this so we better like open a bunch of new questions right at the end and to me it was just like cringeworthy almost like i could see the reason why they like opened up all of these questions on the la very last episodes because they're like, oh, like we need to have like some sort of cliffhanger to leave people uh, with. Um, where I've, I've I, felt see, like maybe agree. a better way to do it would probably be to just like introduce some of these questions during all the episodes and have some questions that have been set in the past that just that haven't been answered yet. Um, but because they set everything up in the last episode, to me, it was just like taking me out of the story and like making me aware of like, 
oh, okay, it's the last episode, so that's why they need to introduce all these questions. They had no idea if they were going to renew for season two. Uh, Netflix had no idea. They would have to wait to see the reception and then see what if there was going to be season two or not. So I don't feel like they're 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 setting it up. Oh yeah, there's going to be season two, so let's open all these loose ends, like get all these loose ends and just like set up a season two. I don't think that. Um, Honestly, and I do think that they strike. Yeah, Honestly, they, I they, think they strike a good balance. It doesn't matter. Opinion. If there is no season two, that's because it's some... that's because it sucks and people don't want to watch it. So, like, if if not a lot of people watch it, then it doesn't matter that you don't get all the answers to your questions. No, but still, I think all these movies, even if they're not going to have a sequel, they do need to leave you like with this sense of of mystery, of wonder, uh, like what's going to happen, like what happened to all these characters. We don't know, and. A lot of times there there are no sequels. That's just how the story ends. It 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 is it open to your interpretation, and that's super powerful. Anyway, I liked it. We're we're on the two hour mark. We have to finish. Yes. Okay. So we talked about eleven. Um, there was also another really great um woman character in this show, uh, Joyce, which is the mother. Um, great acting. Like it was so good. Um, Winona Ryder. I, I don't know how you pronounce her name. Winona Ryder. Uh, amazing job. So. And to me, it was it was cool to see like these kind of like pretty strong characters that are uh, like pushing the storyline forward that are that are women. But this, despite that fact, um, it didn't really quite pass the Bechdel test. Um, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but basically. It's a test for any work of fiction um, that basically looks at, okay, are there at least two women who talk to each other about something other than a man? <laughs> and I honestly don't think, like, I, I, I don't think there were two women who were talking to each other for very long in this TV show. Um, so I think that's yeah. one area for improvement for the next season that I'm going to be looking for. Can can you have these char- these characters that are both very interesting on their own? Like, can they interact with each other in some way? I think that's going to make the show the show better. Yeah, we had a time. lot of uh, lead uh, female characters. They were on their own arc, right? Yeah. So we did had Eleven in the kids arc. We had uh, Winona Ryder's character in the Looking for Her Son arc, and then we had uh, what's the name? Like the sister? Um, I don't remember the name. I'm terrible with names. She had her own arc as well with the boyfriend and looking for, after like yeah. she saw the monster as well. She was kind of leading that. We kind of had this three separate storylines that converged at the end. Yeah, it's like and even three though they were stages all, of life, right? It's like yeah, the kids. Yeah, exactly. We had kids. We had like teens. teenagers yeah. and we had adults. Yeah, they all like they were. They all had the same focus, the same objective, basically finding Will and figure out who this monster, what this monster is. Um, and then it was kind of funny, like, hey, all three groups, you guys are working towards the same goal, just talk to each other and kind of help each other. Uh, yeah, no one's talking to each other. Yeah, and only at the end that we see all these three different arcs con- converging into the same one, like into a single one. Um, but yeah, I haven't thought of that, like the three stages of of life. <laughs> yeah, so good, yeah. man. So good. The, the little things, it's the little things. Yeah. 
And like, I mean, if you're going to have uh, a show that designers are going to like, it has to be this one, right? Um, so much attention yeah. have been paid to the opening credits. It's, I, in my mind, I think one of the best opening uh, like credits that I've seen in a TV show in a long time. Yeah, some people might disagree. But I, I Maybe. Think so, yeah. um, like, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Like, is there any other t- like opening sequence that I like better than this? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I just think it sets the tone so perfectly for the show and like with the yeah. the music and everything it just like creates such a like interesting vibe that like you really want to get in the story and get to learn more you know those little um pleasures in life like like popping bubble wrap yes or walking barefoot in sand stuff like that uh-huh on this uh, in this title, when the when the stems, uh, like unite, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, letters, I... individual letters. When they get together and morph into this one single, like that is like one of those little satisfactions, little pleasures. Like ah oh, yes, the stems. <laughs> yeah, or like the. I don't know if this makes sense for the listeners, but <laughs> or like the G runs into the N, but it instead of like hiding behind it like kind of like trims it it's like ah yeah so great um only thing that i would say is a thumbs down for the intro sequence and i mean i guess it's part of the style but when i first saw it i was like lucasfilm (laughs) wait what did you notice that like lucasfilm it's it's like the exact same style Okay, I'll send you a link. Oh, really? No, no, I remember that. But where's the? You mean the 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 style of the of the logo? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, it's it's from the same era. Like it's this. Yeah. Part of the mood, and style overall style. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And fun fact: the typeface that is used uh, comes from the children book series uh, "Choose Your Own Adventure." I don't know if you read that when you were a kid. Uh, I no. certainly did. Um, so pretty great uh, reminder. So yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, we're down. running a bit long. All right, we do need to to end. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you keep listening. Keep listening. Oh to wait, talk about this. I had recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> um, just before we end this uh, very long episode, but I'm sure we'll cut like half of it uh, in the editing, anyways. <laughs> uh, so. One thing when I like binge watch these TV shows, once I'm done, I'm like, what next? <laughs> I kind of want to like keep watching similar stuff. Um, and so I thought I'd try to find uh, recommendations of things that I think would be a good uh, follow up to that, that series to watch. Um, so my first one, it's a movie. It's called It Follows. Uh, have you seen that? Yeah. yeah? Um, it's very similar style, also inspired by the 80s, similar uh, like music and everything. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a horror movie. Basically, this woman uh, that is followed <laughs> by people uh, that are trying to kill them. Basically, the only way you can get rid of these people that follow you to try to kill you is to have sex with someone else. Uh, and then you pass it on to somebody else who has to 
have sex with someone else to get rid of it. Um, and if one person gets killed, then it walks back to the chain uh, <laughs> to kill everyone. Uh, anyways, really good movie. Really recommend it. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, and then my second one was uh, Black Mirror. Uh, it's it's not about the 80s, but I feel like it's, it's a very similar genre. Um, it's also kind of like sci-fi-ish. Uh, and this one is set in like a dystopian f future. Uh, every episode is a different story with different characters, with different actors. Um, and it really like tries to paint like an interesting picture of what the future could be like. Um, there is one episode on Netflix right now. Uh, and they're currently making another uh, season that I believe will be on Netflix. Um, so really yep. good show to watch. So those yeah, were my two recommendations. Black Mirror is one week. of my favorite shows ever. Yeah, so uh, good. I loved it. And it was on uh, BBC, I think. Uh, it, it was a British show. And Netflix just bought the rights. And previously, it only had like two episodes a season. Two or three episodes per season. And there were only two seasons. Um, there's a, there's a third season. They're gonna do like a, there, you can there? watch episode one of the third season on Netflix right now now see the episode one of third season it it was like a christmas special i guess oh, okay. on netflix they put it as season three. Oh, okay it was right, a right, right. thing and it's um it's the episode with with john ham yeah uh the actor um don draper from Mad Men, and that's one of my favorite episodes yeah um, it was so good anyway yeah it's a good it's a good uh follow-up from if you like certain things yeah it's one of those uh, like psychological shows like it makes you think <laughs> I like yeah. that. Anyway, cool. all right, you guys, we, we really have to wrap this up. All right. So Long that's show. it for the show. Uh, Thanks to uh, MobX and Atomic.io for sponsoring. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.